Monogamish podcast contains content intended for mature audiences. The views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only. Please enjoy the show. We all have trauma, mm-hmm. right? And so much of the time we don't think that it's trauma because it's not, if we're comparing ourselves to like someone who's experienced really big T trauma, then yeah, we're going to be like, well, my experience wasn't that mm-hmm. comparison. It's always the thief of joy, even here. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But your body might have taken on something as traumatic that you like even mentally couldn't even process as being trauma. So yeah, we hold trauma all over the place. Like you were talking about your cervix earlier. I mean, there's so much trauma that we hold in our cervix. And so you can actually work with that and de-armor it at a physical level. So that's what I was saying when I work with somatics. It's actually that we get all of this stuff stuck in our physical body. We just wrapped up a new episode with Aaron. Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. Sex the, therapist. The pleasure priestess. Oh, yes. I know. And what was her official title again? She's a love, sex, and relationship coach. Oh, yes. Oh, man. I love when we have professionals on here. And she had a lot of good advice and a lot of good, like, um, insights and uh, from a lot of people that she's coached and mm-hmm. helped out throughout her career. And it's really cool to actually hear her just kind of tell us everything that she knows. Oh, I know. Especially on our show. I know. You know, I thought she was just like for women, but, you know, come to find out she does it for couples and Mm -hmm. everything too, which is like, that's awesome. Individually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think everybody needs to practice self-love if you're going to be in any type of relationship, whether it's monogamous or or monogamish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she is definitely a great direction, you know, Mm -hmm. a great resource to head into Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. you're looking for help and getting past not just physical blocks, but mental blocks and things that could prevent you from experiencing your full pleasure. She does a lot of shadow work with people. And that's one thing I found very, very, very interesting because like there was a point in time where I was doing some shadow work on myself, probably sloppily because I'm not an expert and all that, Mm -hmm. but like the idea of really trying to figure out what your inner child is and figure out, you know, what was it, what are your small, small or big traumas that you ever had that's blocking you from achieving all the pleasure you want. Mm. Did you ever like figure that out? No, I, I, well, I feel like I've figured out a few things, but I haven't actually like delved so deep to where I'm like, okay, I think I figured it all out yet. But uh-huh. I feel like I've, I've scratched some of the surface of what I've been wanting to figure out on my own. Mm-hmm. But I think if I were to talk to Aaron, I think I'd probably be able to like, really get down to the, the depth of what I've been wanting to get into. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely Absolutely. on a one-on-one session. And yes. I love that you can do them from wherever. Yeah, she's no doing all where, the things from Zoom. Yeah, mm-hmm. no matter where in the world you guys are, you could use her services. Mm-hmm. And so it's she's definitely, like I said, a huge resource to the lifestyle. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, check her out, Ishes. You're going to love this episode. Oh, yes. Oh, we'll yeah. see you later. Hi, Ishes. I'm Justina. And I'm Kenji. And, and we're, we're monogamish. monogamish. Welcome to another great show. And these are my favorite ones. I know. When we that. have a pro. I know, right? <laughs> I know, because they you know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Aaron. Is Aaron Barry? Yes. Okay. Usually we don't include last names, but come on. Aaron Barry from Barry Bliss. <laughs> oh, I, I love, love it. it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. And Thank tell you. us what your title is, Aaron. So I'm a certified love, sex, and relationship coach. Okay. I call myself the pleasure priestess. It's kind of my other official no. title. Yes. Pleasure priestess. I love that. It sounds, it sounds sexy and like 
you're in a position of power at yeah. all yeah. time. Absolutely. <laughs> so powerful. Um, so I actually met Aaron at mm-hmm. a woman's retreat. That's right. Your I wasn't life. Attending the the retreat, but yes, I was there. I was there on vacation for your life with some of with a friend that was attending the retreat, and then some other friends. And it was an amazing, amazing experience at Joyful Journey here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, we really loved it. But I got to talking to Aaron in the hot tub or in the, they actually have the uh, hot springs there. Where oh, it, yeah. And Aaron was telling us that they have lithium in them. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what, why I was so happy the whole time. I know, right? <laughs> totally. Um, but we had a blast. It was, it was really um, healing and definitely therapeutic to be out there at Joyful Journey uh, experiencing not only, you know, the the healing waters and stuff like that, but just the peace and serenity of that whole area is, it's very calming out there. Yeah, that valley is magic. It I love is. it so much. It is. Do you have a, like a partnership with them? No, it's, you can just rent it out for retreats. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was there helping actually with a different retreat because that one wasn't specifically yours, right? Right. I usually do have to lead the whole thing, but this one I just got to go and be the yoga teacher. Oh. And hold space. So I got to receive and facilitate. Oh, fun. so you were part of the retreat and teaching. All the things. All the yeah. things. So you were oh, on both ends. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, gosh. Awesome. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Getting <laughs> Other it both than ends. the early part, we talked about waking up at 6 a.m. to do yoga. Oh. And I, you guys all did it every morning with smiles on your faces and I smiled at you a couple hours later when I was walking right. by for my tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> waved at mm-hmm. us. Waved and went on my way. <laughs> um, but no, it was, you guys did awesome. And I could tell it was a, a real loving group. You mm-hmm. guys really supported each other. And, and it was all women too. And that, oh, yeah. that made it fun. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you from Colorado? I am. I'm a native. Oh, okay. Nice. Hell nice. yeah. You do. Very, oh yeah, absolutely. We don't run into awesome. him very often. I know. I know. It's like a unicorn. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So obviously you're also monogamish is yes. how you described it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the past you've been poly, you've been married, you've had all sorts of things that we're going to mm-hmm. go through. All the things. All the all things. things. Yeah. So let's start with childhood. Oh my gosh. Going yeah. Way back. We're going oh, way yeah. back. <laughs> did you grow up in a monogamous household? I did. Okay. Yes. I am. They're still together, my parents. Oh, wow. How long? Oh, my God. It was like probably close to 55 years at this point. Oh, wow. That's like my grandparents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's not very common now. Right. Um, I I think that you find people um, definitely in the older generations that continue to stay married for that long. But marriage is a lot of work. Oh, yeah. And I think for some people, it just gets easier to check out when they're done. And right. so if you're not willing to put in that work. Yeah. So you then were probably, were you raised religious at all? Well, yeah. I mean, just kind of the typical, I feel like monogamous, like went to church. Okay. Okay. Easter Christmas church type person, okay. you know, as I grew up. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't so, like a, a every, an every Sunday type of thing. You know, when I was younger, it was, but then as I got older, I was like, mm, I just, Something about it wasn't for me. Okay. Mm. So yeah. they, your parents were, were open enough to let you have your own choices when it came to that. They've prayed for me a lot. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They, so am um, mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've prayed for me a lot. <laughs> um, and so when did you discover that that lifestyle of monogamy and, you know, having a strict, you can have one person in your life wasn't meant for you? 
you know, I think it went along with the spirituality piece of it, which was I started to question that in my mid twenties. Oh, okay. ironically, the year after I got married. Oh, and I always feel like had I gotten married or gone and started my spiritual journey before that, there's no way I would have. Oh, actually gotten married. Really? So now you feel wow. like marriage is not for you. I don't believe in marriage the way that our society tells us it has to look. I think we can create whatever it is that we desire. Okay. And okay. I don't feel like I need society to tell me, you know, how I have to say what it is. Oh, I agree. So what's your ideal marriage look like then? You know, I don't know. I think true partnership okay. in a secure relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and like we were saying earlier, I've really questioned actually after I got out of my marriage, I started to question, I had been conditioned to be monogamous. So I had never questioned it. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I was kind of unconsciously monogamous. And so I had to go find my way. So I was monogamous with two partners for about a year. Okay. And really figured out that, wow, I can love more than one person at a time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then I did, was in partnership for a couple of years after that, that just ended recently. But during this entire time, we've we've had our like ins and outs. We've and I've dated other people, and he really hasn't, but I have, you know. Mm -hmm. And basically, I'm just still trying to figure out like what my truth is, and I think it'll be a continuing journey. Oh, oh yeah, it evolves. Oh yeah, yeah. I think what works for you in your 20s doesn't necessarily work for you in your 40s, and vice versa. Yeah, I think it's it's constantly evolving what you're comfortable with and trying to also contain your own anatomy and be who you are yes and independent of any of relation you know any relationships that you're involved in mm -hmm. yes so the spiritual journey took you you obviously were learning during marriage did you guys have infidelity issues in the marriage we didn't actually okay. which is kind of crazy as far as i know Okay. Like okay. at one point I kind of asked him if something was going on and he denied it. So who knows? Right. Ah. Um, and actually when I was getting ready to end my marriage, a friend dropped her big affair on me and <gasps> I kind of went, wait a minute, you have this like awesome partner who's super supportive of you. And here you are like off doing this. I'm the one that should be cheating. If someone's going <laughs> to cheat. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, and honestly, nobody should have to cheat. She should have, if she had an awesome partner that was loving and supporting and she had that conversation that she was looking, you know, to add something else to her life, she should have been able to work something out that they both were comfortable with. Yes. I mean, I work with clients now who are, you know, having affairs or thinking about having affairs. And one of the things that always comes up is that really it's not about the partner. Most of the time, most mm -hmm. of the time it's going back to their childhood, their childhood wounds, the things they haven't healed, the needs they're still trying to meet, the cycles they're trying to complete is really what they're up to. Mm -hmm. And lack of conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Communication. Communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you are going on this journey and then is that do you think what culminated in the, the end of your marriage? Oh, definitely. I think so many things did. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Because I started to wake up. I started to wake up to my true essence, who I was, what my beliefs were. And really, I'm a very spiritual person now, but it doesn't look like any other spirituality. You know, it's right. Mm -hmm. I've taken from all different places to come up with what I believe. And so I feel like I'm doing the same in relationship. So, I yeah, that. I mean, there was a certain point where I looked at at our relationship and like I was kind of sharing before um, we went live, live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but basically I just realized there was more mm -hmm. like there was this intimacy that was missing that I just didn't have in my relationship and it was not with the right person either. Actually, when oh, we got wow. divorced, 
we went to therapy a couple times and the therapist in the third session. After divorce, you went to therapy we, or? We thought about getting divorced and then thought we should probably go through the motions of the things like do it separate uh, to see if it if if, if this yes. is you know working out. Yeah. You don't want to mm -hmm. feel like you walked away too soon. And through 14 years is a long time. Yeah, the well 20 20 together, 14 married. Oh wow. Oh wow. Two 20. kids. So, okay. you know, all So you the wanted things. to give it your best effort. Yeah. Yeah, so we went to therapy. I think it was the third session and I actually knew walking in this there was just too much that would have to change. It actually wasn't even fair mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. ask that and nor did I know or think he was capable of it. And really the therapist mid sentence was like, you know, I'm not a huge proponent for everyone staying married. I've thanked him several times since then. Oh, oh that's, wow. that's amazing. Because yeah. a lot that of therapists kind of don't, you know, they'll try to like keep it going, right. keep yeah. it going, you know? Right. And so at least they were like, hey, third session. You guys don't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Time yeah. to move on. Yeah. And your kids are resilient, which I'm grateful that we got divorced when they were younger. I think that actually was good for them. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. gosh. I know. Cause once you stay in that like bitter relationship for so long, it just, ugh, well, you and then know? you're modeling it for your kids. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think you guys were ever compatible? I think maybe in the beginning we were, but I think what's really interesting is as I've studied and learned about sexuality and Tantra, one of the things that we talk about a lot. And one of the questions I ask my clients is, did you ever like the way that your partner smelled? Because if you don't oh. have that chemistry to start, you can't create it. You can get right. it back. Yeah, chemistry is not, you can't fake chemistry. Right, and I never liked the way he smelled. Oh. What? Yeah. Wow. Like, wow. Not even just after working a long day, but just in general. Yeah, kind oh. of repulsed. Yeah. So, oh. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a huge red flag. Huh? How the hell did you get that far if you didn't like I the know, way right? I was thinking the same 20 <laughs> that's years. like one of my, like, if I meet somebody in the lifestyle and I get a bad smell from you, like, sometimes I can let it go and, you know, get past it, but usually that's like, I that's your can't. profile picture yes <laughs> <laughs> from now on every right. time i see you i'm gonna think of that funky think smell of that, totally. and it's not a turn on and so yeah. how did you manage to marry a person that you couldn't even right smell <laughs> I, I followed my conditioning you yeah know? i oh, did what i was wow. supposed to do i married the the stable secure person that was going to support me oh none of it was my my truth or my life. So yeah. I'm grateful for second chances. Oh my gosh, right? Second chance. Oh, there you go, Eric. <laughs> there you go. Oh my so, gosh. Would you say besides the spirituality, was it the lack of intimacy or the lack of type of intimacy that you were craving that was the main cause? Oh, so many, so many different reasons. Like there was oh. just a lot of things happening. But yeah, I mean, that was definitely one of them. And I could tell I hit a glass ceiling in, well, we hit one in our relationship, but I also hit one in my growth. I okay. just felt like I couldn't grow anymore, which I mean, since I got out oh. of the relationship, it's just the sky's the limit. There right. is no, there is no ceiling. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I how love that. I know. How come you could not grow when you were in the relationship? You know, I did a lot. Yeah. I oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Quite yeah. a bit. But I just reached this point where I also desired that whoever my person or people were, that they would be into the same things. And it just, we didn't really have much in common by the end of our relationship. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So that kind of bred this whole avenue because you weren't in this type of work prior to that. You know, I started going into it when I did my yoga teacher trainings, which was about 11, 12 years ago now. And one of them, the philosophy was really, well, yoga is a tantric mm -hmm. tradition, mm -hmm. but this particular training I did was very steeped in the philosophy of it. So from a spiritual perspective, it really made a lot of sense to me. But I just, I also just felt like there was something more. I was like seeking that 
in my relationship. I just didn't have a partner who was really open to it at the time. Okay. Mm. So it's just been my continued journey ever since. Oh, I love Got it. Got it. Got it. So you started in yoga. Uh-huh. And then what did you just, where did that lead? Because you, you have so many boxes that you can check in terms of what you do oh, in, your, in your work. Yeah. And they all kind of come together now. Mm-hmm. I, get I love to use them all. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of people get divorced after they <laughs> go through a yoga teacher training because huh. it's majorly transformational. Okay. So you start to really, any kind of spiritual work that you do, if you're not in a, an aligned relationship, they will blow up eventually. Oh, wow. Okay. Or you'll be stuck. You know, you'll feel stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I taught yoga for about 10 years and really it kind of led itself into, which I've learned since is really key is this component of self-love, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you all probably talk about quite a bit on this oh, show. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> yeah. wife self-loves at least three times a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that is an important part of self-love. <laughs> My favorite self-care, personally. <laughs> That's not just self-love. Oh, no. Self-love is so many things. Yeah. Yes. It, can be, it can be, you know, I'm keeping that person at an arm's distance. That's self-love mm-hmm. because I know that... Boundaries are key. Yes. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. It can be so many things that can fall under that category of self-love, not just masturbation. Not I, 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 who said anything about masturbation? <laughs> she went there. Uh-huh. Actually, yeah. See, I didn't go there. I said self-love. <laughs> I went there too. Yeah, I know. There you go. <laughs> but it's so common in the lifestyle. We we come. We meet a lot of couples, and there's a lot of couples that are in it for different reasons. And I think one of the key things that I've learned is if your partner isn't satisfying you sexually but yet you can't satisfy yourself at all sexually, you guys are never going to be compatible. Like that's never going to work. You should be able to come into that physical space knowing that even if he doesn't do it, I can achieve orgasm on my own. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately with women, I think it's, I think the statistic that I last read was 18% get orgasm, achieve an orgasm during play with another partner. Whereas if I'm masturbating, it's like 100 percent. Yeah, only only 18 percent. 18 percent of women achieve masturbation or achieve oh. orgasm. I'm sorry, um, while with another partner, mm-hmm. whether it's male or female. Yeah, and so I think that honestly, if you that's the key thing. Like, there's so many people that come into the lifestyle. Like, oh my gosh, my partner's not pleasing me. I need to go get it somewhere mm-hmm. else. And they can't even please themselves. Exactly. And you have to start there. You're mm-hmm. preaching to the choir right now. That's like <laughs> that's really what I talk about. That's my my pleasure seeker out on Facebook that mm-hmm. you've been checking out because it's really if you don't take that power back, it really is about standing in your power. You don't know what you're to ask for. You don't right. even know what you like. Right. I mean, right. you can you can figure out many ways to have, and this is another part of that is that orgasm doesn't always look the way that you think it does. Nope. Oh no. So we've, you know, we're told it's this peak experience and you could be missing like hours of undulating orgasms and pleasure through your whole body if you have this idea of how it's supposed to look. Right. And mm. so that's a part of that exploration. And so people get into their patterns with their pleasure. They think they suck at self-pleasuring, but they've never actually mixed it up. And if you're going to have sex what? with someone because you're horny, 
you're actually, that's giving the power away. Right. right. Like take care of yourself, show up as your like sovereign self, like you were saying mm -hmm. earlier, ask for what you desire. And then, yeah, there's so many components to it too. You have to feel safe in that situation. Right. You have to be able to trust, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. surrender. Oh yeah, you know, so let your guard it. down, all of it, yeah. all of it. Yeah. I would say when I first started self-loving, <laughs> I've only focused on one, on clitoral stimulation. That's like, that's how I orgasmed. And so mm -hmm. that's all that I would focus on. And honestly, because it's so quick, a lot of times when I'm masturbating, it's in a setting where, okay, I've got kids over here that I got to deal with, or I have to get to work, or I'm, I'm in H-bot <laughs> and, and the doctor might come in soon. So I got to, you know, I got to get through it quick. Mm -hmm. And so for me, clitoral stimulation was always the way to go because yeah. it was quick and easy. Mm -hmm. right. And I honestly thought that was the only way that I could orgasm. Yeah. Um, with any of my partners prior to Kenj, I never had an orgasm any type of other way. And now my now we've played more and over the years we've tried more you know he's always oh, yeah. like oh let's do this let's yeah. do this let's try that let's can i, I stick I this in you yeah, like, i learned this new thing right? watch this yeah. <laughs> totally. and so now i would say i have four different type of orgasms like there's sometimes i squirt sometimes i don't mm -hmm. sometimes i squirt and not really orgasm yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's together. Sometimes it's clitoral. Sometimes it's vaginal penetration. There's just so. Anal. All of it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say nipple. Yeah. Right. You can do anything mm -hmm. you want. You can mm -hmm. bridge that pathway to anything. Right. right. It's, yeah. a, it's like, I like, I tell her it's like unlocking like a, you know, a safe combination. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, you just have to find the right, right code or yeah. whatever. And understand that every woman is different and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like my bestie, Molly, you met her at our retreat. She cannot have an orgasm without somebody else having an orgasm. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So she orgasms from somebody else's pleasure and she can literally feel it. And there's been times where somebody will have such a great orgasm across the room from her at an event that it will make her have an orgasm she because she like can hear it and feel it. And it's like the energy thing. Yeah, you I was know, gonna say, it's she's like, like yeah. an orgasmic empath is what it's right. like. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. It, absolutely. absolutely. That's, that's actually, what came to mind when she was describing it to me yeah. too, because she gives me such a hard time because she won't masturbate and we're up in yurt life and I'm like, okay, you guys go take a shower. I'm going to, I'm going to stay in the yurt for a minute. <laughs> and she's like, man, I wish I could give myself an orgasm. And I think that if she went through uh, you know, a, a workshop or maybe learned alternate ways that mm -hmm. she would be able to achieve that but right now for her she will sit there with a vibrator all day and she's like frustrated like i cannot achieve orgasm without having the pleasure of somebody else's orgasm interesting i know that that brings up numbness because most vaginas have numbness so huh. if we're not like working on actually think of it like a workout like okay. if you're not working with your vagina on making it less numb right and really focusing on your own pleasure, you are gonna think that way. Do you know Betty Dodson? Yeah. Okay, so RIP Betty Dodson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but she was a great sex coach for, mm -hmm. for, I don't know what her official title was, but she did a lot of this work. And she insisted on having a certain technique where you rolled your hips and mm -hmm. you used a toy mm -hmm. and you have the vaginal um, something and yes, the yes. weight. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And she actually was able to help people that who have never gotten to an orgasm achieve that. And yeah. it sounds like you guys kind of do the same thing. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, one of my favorite tools is the crystal egg or the jade egg. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and really, it's about that more than anything. Like, when I use it, a lot of times it's not even about orgasm. Like, and okay. really, that's one thing I wanted to say is that even in self-pleasure, you have to let go of the goal. Mm. Yes. Of that. It's yes. just about enjoying the pleasure. Mm -hmm. Agree. There's so being much in the pleasure. moment. Yes. yes. So present surrendered like those are the things that lead to orgasm like you can never think your way there so if you have a goal around it you're gonna be like come on right, <laughs> right. five minutes <laughs> i got five minutes <laughs> right maybe maybe if you're doing yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm like trained that's different yes. i think you can train well from yeah so oh yeah we <laughs> had an eye-opening experience one time with um mistress saskia she came on our show and she is uh, a dominatrix and she was telling us a story about um, a guy that was a dom and his sub, they had such a relationship that he could say a word. Yeah. Like he could, he didn't even have to be in the, in the room with her. He could call her on the phone and say a word and she would have an orgasm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And then I, then with him, we started mm -hmm. using those techniques. And I think once you open up your mind to understand that you can orgasm without touching without anything like that it makes it so much easier just knowing that you can yeah mm -hmm. and there's been times where i love to i love to suck mm -hmm. dick <laughs> i'm not gonna be shy of it mm -hmm. i love to suck dick and there's times where i'll gag on him and one time i did that and i Third had chasm. an orgasm yeah sarcasm and i squirted and i was like i was so taken back i was like he looked at me and he's like did you just and i was like yes and I was all, let's do it again. <laughs> and I wasn't, totally. it, it wasn't like I was touching myself or, yeah. you know, I was focused. When I yeah. suck dick, I like to suck dick. I'm right. not a huge fan of 69 because that's, no, yes. I don't want to be distracted. I'm focused and I have a Presence. job. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know. Yep. <laughs> so um, it was no, you know, I wasn't touching myself. He wasn't touching me. It was clearly just, yeah. you know, the throatgasm. I, I'm going to steal it now because mm -hmm. I like that one. <laughs> Yeah, so that's now you're up to five. How many more? You probably right? have many more. I know. I know. And I'm trying so, to do all of them. <laughs> awesome. But so just wrapping my head around that, that you don't have to have, you know, I used to only be able to think I could do it with a vibrator yeah. on my clit, and that was the only way I was going to orgasm. Well, and the more you do that, the more you think of like a rut. Yes. You keep, you make that rut deeper and deeper. So then right. it makes it harder then to get in touch. That's why it's good to mix it up. There's right. like a 50% rule. You're only supposed to use the vibrator like half the time mm -hmm. just so you can expand your pleasure potential in all these other ways and really play with it. But it takes more time, right? Like right. I've really made it a ritual for myself where I actually light the candles and get the music out and take a bath first and like make it a, oh. a ritual space because oh I'm witchy. So I'm like, hey, right. let's make this like a ceremony too. And then actually- <laughs> An just, orgasm ceremony. Totally. Yes. Yeah. It's ceremony. like the 40 year old virgin, that movie. <laughs> right? Like yes. definitely, like you just said it, you gotta set the scene, you know, like your own totally. fucking like, yeah, Why absolutely. wouldn't you do that for right. yourself if you're doing it with your partners? That's what I was just yeah. thinking about. I would do it for him, like yeah. set the candles and, and he's done the romantic things with the rose petals and stuff like that. We do it for our partners all the time, but I guess I've never thought about it yeah. in that text, in well, that context. Mm -hmm. Next time. I mm -hmm. know, next time be like. Blowing your mind. <laughs> what Something are you doing? new. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're on the subject of toys. Yeah. So whether it's in the lifestyle or not, you frequently find um partners, and I can say this personally speaking, I've frequently found male partners, not my husband, but that get offended if I decide to introduce a toy in the middle of our play. Mm. And they almost take it as like a, 
slap in the face yeah. like i'm not doing Offense. a good job yeah right. you know and instead of taking like, it as like oh i got something else that i can help that can hey, help me out and have yeah. fun with yeah and so what do you what is your viewpoint on toys and how do you approach that subject with clients and and because you help both men and women yes mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I just had an experience where someone was like, I can't wait to play with all your toys, you know? So it was like the opposite of that experience. <laughs> right, and that's how I am. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll try that what one. I'll try that one. What you got? <laughs> oh, that's new. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would think that a really good way of doing that would be to talk about it when you're not in the actual act of sex itself. Mm-hmm. But to have, I'm, I'm sure there's probably some sort of agreement or conversation that you're having with these people anyways to be like, hey, I like to play with toys. This right. doesn't say anything about your performance. This is just something I really like to do huh. and kind of set the stage ahead of time. I like that because we talk about everything up front, but typically because I would be using the toys on myself and not yeah. on them, I don't ask for permission or, you know, yeah. I guess bring it up ahead of time because it's just such a normal part of, I'm not saying every time that we play, we have a toy, but toys are fun. Mm-hmm. Why not? Like all kinds of toys, whether right. it's rope or, you know, vibrators or anything like that. I'm always open to trying and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and exploring. And so it's hard when you have partners that take offense from that and take it personally, like they're not doing something right. And they don't understand that, no, it's it's just not as easy for me to have a PIV um, orgasm. And so if I'm enjoying <laughs> the, your penis in my vagina, let me let me get an orgasm from it. Yeah. And let me help myself achieve yeah. that. And it's really hard when you're faced with somebody that gets insecure about it, I guess is the yeah. lack of other mm-hmm. word. Yeah. So I think if you set it up front and just say, I enjoy it, you're not asking permission. Right. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, I really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I would I like that. to introduce this. I may introduce it. Don't take it personally. This is just my preference. Ah, love do, you, that. do you recommend any toys like to your clients or anything like that? You know, I have a great stream going right now. I love it. They're on my on that page. It's just so funny. People will post like what they just got or post their pictures. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I personally like the glass toys. Oh, really? A lot. OK. How come? You know, they're cleaner for one thing. Yeah. They're just really easy to keep clean. But I don't know. There's just something about like the energy of the crystal that I enjoy. Got okay. it. Got it. But yeah. that's funny because my wife doesn't really like those. No. Because they're, they're so hard and rigid. You know, like yeah. it's staying at that point. You know, like if it's straight, it's straight. If it's curved, it's curved. Right. It's not yes. bending at all. Right. I like it to have a little bit more, I guess, flexibility in it. Mm-hmm. So the the newer, um, I don't even think they're silicone. silicone. Are they silicone mm-hmm. though? Okay. So the newer silicone toys that kind of have, you know, they still hold their form, but they mm-hmm. have a little bit of malleability to them because... Sometimes they can hurt. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like anal plugs or anything mm-hmm. like that, then yeah. yeah, the glass is yes. hands down the oh, way yeah. to go. Yeah. But you know, for me, a big part of it too, except for except for when I'm recovering the next day, I hate cold. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to put it in like warm, warm water. water. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's my biggest issue with the glass ones is yeah. that they're always like. It's cold. He'll pull it out. Unless you're like prepping. Right. You know, and we never like, yes. we never go into it like prepping for that. <laughs> right? We're just like, yes. oh, let's try this. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and that instantly makes my legs want to shut. And not, not again, because I'm not enjoying it, but just the cold. Yes. And a lot of people like that sensation. Yes. And honestly, um, if I'm recovering the next day, like if we've had a lot of sex and my vagina is swollen or it hurts, 
putting like a cold dildo inside of me or it helps mm-hmm. yeah. it feels really good he'll yeah. he'll put them in the freezer mm-hmm. a, a glass one and it feel it's like so soothing mm-hmm. it's like an ice pack <laughs> mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. um but yeah, I don't like I don't like that feeling nope. of being cold, especially when you're in the moment. You're so warm, and all the yes. blood's fl- flowing down there already. So it's all nice and cozy down there, and then you stick that cold. Oh, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, I like to take them in the bath with me. That oh, way yeah. they get nice and warm first, or I'll yeah. like, yes. like put them underneath me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so they get warm. But yeah, if you're like doing it spur of the moment, then you're probably mm-hmm. I know. get a yeah. shocker. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can never like sit on it long enough, you know, or put it yes. underneath me long enough. I'm just yes. like, God damn it, this thing is taking forever. Yeah. <laughs> but recently, um, they've come out with some of the ones that suck more, mm-hmm. and. Oh my God, those are life changing too. Cause it's t- a totally different sensation than the vibration. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, it's gotten to the point where, um, they got pretty good suction on some of those things. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> some of them, huh? Yeah. You Other can, ones, yeah. not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why you get to try them out and see which ones mm-hmm. you like. <laughs> right. Well, and the reason that they did that is because different parts of your body like different sensations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. Like the vibration top of the clitoris you know on top of the hood but then the suction works really well underneath that oh yeah yeah so yeah i gotta mix it up so when you go through these um because you do workshops you do all sorts of classes and it's sometimes they're week long or you know um your i I wanted to call it an excursion but it's a retreat retreat (laughs) thank you there you go (laughs) excursion excursion. (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so your retreats can be like a week long and i thought when i first met you that you primarily only worked with women Mm -hmm. but then when i checked out your website no you're helping both men and women now is that just in a couple setting or do you also help men with self-care all the things really yeah okay that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it more, um, take us through like what one of your. Yeah. So, I mean, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching. Okay. Okay. So then that way we're actually targeting exactly what's happening for you sexually and like what you want to work on. And it's not necessarily even sexual. Like we were talking about earlier. I mean, a lot of times people are blocked in their pleasure because there's a part of their inner child running it. Oh. So we do a lot of deep healing work around parents, childhood, worthiness deservingness like so many things can block our pleasure it sounds like a lot of uh shadow work too yeah okay yeah totally yeah yeah i know i know (laughs) the words (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then whatever that they want to work on we can recreate a sexual story we can do a lot of work especially with women i do a lot of work around orgasmic reclamation and then actually mastering it and expanding it because we do have such a narrow idea of what orgasm and pleasure is supposed to be Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I do work with couples as well, one-on-one, actually guiding them through tantric practices. This, this is all via Zoom. Okay. It's easier to do via Zoom. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I've got workshops coming up where actually we are going to do like a guided. I've done these before. I love them. I realize that there's like 50 people on these calls masturbating while I'm guiding them and nothing brings me more joy. Yeah. <laughs> Group masturbation is a big part of this healing. and. Mm-hmm. And also, I think for women, at least, just being in that setting where a lot of times you're fully naked and being able to look around and be like, oh, because we're so critical of ourselves. Yeah. We're so critical of our bodies. We're so critical of our vulvas and the way that they look. And yes. is my normal? Is it not? Am I, you know, we're ashamed of the way 
how a lot of people, a lot of women, I think in general, hold that shame and don't really understand that just because they're different doesn't mean that it's wrong. So many people think, especially if they're watching a lot of porn or something, that something is wrong with the way their labia looks because it's not like that. But we're all so different. Mm -hmm. Right. That's another part of self-love. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so Absolutely. actually like pussy gazing. I love talking about pussy wisdom. It's one of my favorite things. You know, <laughs> it's like our superpower. It's our intuition. If we're really honed in on that, then we we have our yes, our no, our maybe. Like we can actually know everything we need to know from pussy. Really? Yeah. Pussy wisdom. Pussy wisdom. So elaborate. Yeah. It's so it's basically just spending more quality time getting to know pussy and actually having opening communication. This sounds like it's right up Mr. Fuller's oh, alley. Gosh, I'm right there. I'm taking notes. He's like, I already have communication. Girl, We're good. Hey, hey. He's like, I'll learn about your pussy uh, and your yeah, pussy hey, and your pussy. Hey, yeah. All of them. All of them. All of them. The pussy whisperer. I, don't you tell me it was a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it's like learning how she communicates and then actually listening to that wisdom so much of the time. Like last night I was getting a pussy massage and my partner was like, went too fast. And I was like, whoa, can you back up and actually wait for her to pull you in? Like right. you just went right in and didn't ask for that like invitation. So like, if, and I could like feel, she was like, whoa, what the hell just happened? Right. Like that was too fast. It's you know shock. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It gets sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. He's guilty oh, yeah. of that oh, once yeah. in a while. <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes Absolutely. I'll have an orgasm and he's so excited that he's ready for me to go right into another one. And I'm like, whoa. Right. Pump the brakes. Hold on a minute. I'm right. still so sensitive. I need a, I need a breather. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And other times I can go right through and like back to back to back. Yeah. But it's it's all about my the body moment. in that moment. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you do group masturbation via Zoom. Yep. So is everybody on the screen looking at all these different pussies or how, like, I want a screenshot. I know. <laughs> that would be good, actually. Right? Then you could be like, look at all the variety of pussies right? out there. I know. God damn it. I'm loving it. <laughs> I usually know. I usually have their video off and their sound off and they're seeing me. Which oh. a lot of people are very turned on by the fact I'm in their bedroom with them. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because somebody's like watching them. Right. You know, then that's what they get off yes. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if, if people were wanting to do work with me and they wanted the camera on them, by all means, it's just that for their comfort and privacy. So as the teacher, while you're having group masturbation sessions, do you, are you pleasuring yourself too? No. I'm mainly okay. like guiding. It's like I'm guiding a meditation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Or facilitating, you know, if they're some of the stuff, especially with one on one couple work, I have to know, like, how's it going? Are you guys communicating? OK, like. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure like communication is like the biggest thing that when it comes down to it. You yes. Know? Well, yeah. orgasms, I would say, are 50 percent mental. Like if your head isn't in the right space, there's no way that. Oh, absolutely. Your vagina is going to be in the right space. Absolutely. But yeah. Or you know, your dick. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. For men too. Hey, men too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, and I feel like the pressure is more on, especially in the lifestyle um, for men, mm -hmm. because it's very clear if, you know, if you're not getting hard, I know it. Right. And, and then instantly as women, we tend to think, what am I doing wrong here? Yeah. What I thought you, I thought you were attracted to me. What you know? Is it me? And we go through this whole scenario in our head when really for guys, a lot of time it's just something's not right and something's mentally blocking them from being able to get hard and it has nothing to do with their attraction to you or 
you know, them wanting this. They're mm-hmm. in the bedroom. They right. want it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just in that moment, something is blocking them from being able to achieve, you know, a, a, an erect penis. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You can't think your way into an orgasm. That's right. You can't right. think your way into a hard on. Mm-hmm. But then you can if you're trained. Because then, well, yes, well, you know what I mean. True. That's crazy. If you trained your mind enough to know, okay, I'm in a sa- I'm in a safe spot, and this is what yeah. I want, and I'm with my partner, and mm-hmm. my partner says the magic word, and I have an orgasm, right. <laughs> I'm all mm-hmm. on board. Yeah. But in the same time, if I'm not, if your mental, if you don't have that mind body connection, it's not you're not going to enjoy it, and you're not going to achieve orgasm. Right. And so when you are working with men, how, since you don't have those same anatomy, how do you coach them through things? Well, you know, I'm not really coaching anyone on how to pleasure themselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's more about because it's tantric work that I do. It's more about the energy and the breath work. The breath work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I am directing where people are sending it, how they're breathing and how they're using it that way to create more pleasure. Oh, so, okay. So, Yeah. I don't actually have to have the part. I mean, I've played with a lot of them. so. <laughs> but everyone's so different there as well. But Absolutely. For me, really, I think one of the most important things is actually empowering people to figure out how to pleasure themselves. Because what happens is if I put myself in that position, then they think they can't do it on their own. Then they give me the power. It's no mm-hmm. different than giving another partner the power. Huh. So, yeah, I see that. You're just replacing yeah. Exactly. That's all it is, you right. know. Right. Yeah. So I would say I'm empowering people to figure out how to pleasure themselves. I can't tell them what's going to light them up. I mean, crap. Every time I go to do it, I'm like, wow, I just discovered something new that right. only I could discover through the space and time of my own discovery. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, your orgasm is just about you. Yeah. You know, it's only your thing. Like, you know, you can't give me one. Mm, well, you know, yes, I know. But, <laughs> but, you know, like you can't, it, I have to be there. Right. You know, Mentally, yeah. mm-hmm. you have to be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you're, when you're working with these couples um, or even individuals, do you find that they're stuck in a place, not necessarily just from childhood issues or things brought up, but also trauma? Oh, completely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. a lot of times, like even <clears throat> if we don't, I just had this conversation the other day. We all have trauma. Mm-hmm. Right. And so much of the time we don't think that it's trauma because it's not, if we're comparing ourselves to like someone who's experienced really big T trauma, then yeah, we're going to be like, well, my experience wasn't that mm-hmm. comparison. It's always the thief of joy, even here. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But your body might have taken on something as traumatic that you like even mentally couldn't even process as being trauma. So yeah, we hold trauma all over the place. Like you were talking about your cervix earlier. I mean, there's so much trauma that we hold in our cervix. And so you can actually work with that and de-armor it at a physical level. So that's mm-hmm. what I was saying when I work with somatics. It's actually that we get all of this stuff stuck in our physical body. It was mm. the game changer for me. I had done a lot of mental, emotional, energetic processing, but it was still stuck. Even that conditioning. I remember I went to my parents' 50th wedding anniversary and I felt like a failure. Because here I was, like, not really? actually living the life that I was supposed to, right? I had just gotten oh. divorced, of course, like, oh my right God. before this. And 50-year anniversary, yes. and you're going, oh, my yeah. God, comparison. Yeah. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah, but I could just feel this, like, clenching in my solar plexus, and I realized that it was the conditioning. And so now I've actually been able to, like, clear it physically from the body. So oh, wow. a lot of the work is around breath work and actual like moving, following the sensation, sounding like it's just, I love you. You just say that. I know. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. I love all the things. Yeah. So hell yeah. And it's frequent that um, 
I think if you are sexually open, mm-hmm. um, whether you're in the lifestyle or not, just being sexually open or, you know, exper- open to ex- ma- having lots of experiences just in general in the sexual realm, people automatically think that you had some sort of trauma. Yeah. And for a long right. time, when we um, started doing this, I was really embarrassed of the fact that I had been molested as a child. Mm. And I didn't want anybody to know that because I didn't want them to think, oh, that's why she's monogamous. That's, that's why, why she's, she's in the lifestyle. That's yeah. why she likes sex. Mm-hmm. That's why she's very sexually active. That's why she, no, it had nothing to do with that. I feel like that was completely separate. Yeah. It was an instance in my life that yes, had a role on my sexuality growing mm-hmm. up, but it's trauma that I've worked through already. It's trauma that I've dealt with and I know and I've forgiven and I've moved on, moved past. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, just because I had that shouldn't, you know, make me, it shouldn't label it. You right. know what I mean? Right. And, and that's hard in this lifestyle because a lot of times people will say that. And even just in mainstream, well, yeah. you'll hear it like on, you know, rap songs or things like that. Like, oh, she was a good fuck because she, you know, was molested by her uncle. <laughs> you know. And it's like, how the, what? How is that okay? You know, right. how is that okay that we're we're not. <laughs> it, we're making her trauma into you know be a part of who she is? No, it's not who I am. Right. It's something that I went through. <laughs> right. It was an experience in my past that I've moved moved past, and it's not who I am as a person. Right. But a lot of people don't realize that. I actually did a post about that today. It was like oh, you really? can just say like this is who I am because of my trauma, and you can stay stuck. Right. Or you right. can do your, you're, you are not, it's not your fault that you were traumatized. Right. But if you've experienced trauma, it is your responsibility to heal it if you want to grow and actually show up and have everything you desire. Right. Otherwise, you end up operating from that trauma your whole life and you just repeat these cycles over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to break absolutely. those cycles. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's a matter of educating yourself too. And unfortunately, we sex education, at least in this country, is horrible. Yeah. Um, most of us at this point have learned it from TV or friends. And when it comes to TV, it's amazing. Like, I would say in more f- recent years, like, I don't know if you've watched the show Sex Education on Netflix. I want to be that mom when my kids are in high school. <laughs> I love that. I love. I love hers. So I, I love that. that it is took so. Me for- God, it was so. But like one season, we had completely watched, it and I was like, "Is that the lady from the X Files?" Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say more. There's Maureen, who is the dean's wife in the show, yeah. and I think one of the key moments for me in in that show was she was at a session, and she said will it still work if I haven't used it for a long time? Cause she oh, was in a sexless yeah. marriage. Yeah. And I thought people like she's, she's a probably 56 year old woman. And I'm yeah. like, she honestly thinks that it's like, it's no longer functioning down there that she can't have an orgasm because she hasn't had one for, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. And that was so heartbreaking to me. Like that women actually think that or that we're not educated enough about our own system to understand how it works. Yeah. If she started masturbating and then if she did it more than once, it would she would be shocked at how quickly her sex drive would just shoot through the roof and she'd want it more and more. Right. Well, yeah. we're also told, like, especially going into 50s and such that, you know, our, like that's we're past that. Like, that's <laughs> not for us. You know right. what I mean? Like, oh, you're dried up. Too bad, you know, right. like your pasture prime, which which is so crazy because yes. my grandpa was in the damn, you know, retirement home <laughs> running through we women, women. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, what God. are you doing, grandpa? I used to take uh, care of my grandparents and my I, I had literally 
a baby monitor in their room. Oh my God. And one night, because my grandma, you know, she'd holler at me. She was in a wheelchair and she needed help. And one night I heard things on that baby monitor and I'm like, these people don't know that they're (laughs) forgot that there's a baby monitor in this room. Or they don't care. Or they don't (laughs) 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 care. And it really shocked me that they still enjoyed themselves like that. And I yeah. loved that. Because at a certain age, you know, you're taught, oh, yeah, that ain't going down yeah. anymore, anymore, which yeah. is so sad. And yeah. I think people have the ages all off. I mean, I'm not sure. I can't speak for men. But I thought, man, I was so horny in, like, my 20s. I thought, oh, that, that was, like, the peak. No. And then I, I got into my 30s. And now I'm about to hit 40 in, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like, holy crap, my sex drive is higher than it ever has been. Oh, yeah. And in terms of, like, wetness and, and you know, all the hormonal things that go on, too, it's, I'm still right there. <laughs> yeah. But you're having better sex. I am. Than you had in your 20s. Way better sex than I'm having in my well, 20s because I know yes. more about my body mm-hmm. and I have a, a, a partner that I'm very comfortable with and we're very open and communicate about things a lot. Yeah. I am a really good friend of mine and someone that I do workshops with as a She's a women's hormone specialist, and so it's really fun mm-hmm. for us to work together because she'll actually talk about it from, like, a hormonal perspective, and I'm talking about it from an actual, like, where you are through the decades. Mm-hmm. I have so many women in particular who show up comparing themselves to themselves. Like, <laughs> yes, you know, we have to compare what? ourselves to, like, everyone else and what we're supposed to be doing and what we're supposed to be able to achieve, but then we're right. also comparing ourselves to our 20 year old 20 year old self yes. yeah that's yeah. definitely not going down no. <laughs> we're hypercritical of ourselves it's weird and i uh, another woman said it to um i can't remember what i was watching or where i was but she said i don't give a shit about any any other woman's body like i never judge another woman's body but i am so hard on my own and that's so true if i see another woman especially being in the lifestyle we see all different shapes sizes boobs you know we see boobs with penises and boobs with vaginas and we see you know you see all of it yeah and you start to realize oh you appreciate everything about somebody else's body but yet when you look in the mirror you're like oh man i wish i didn't have that scar right there or that stretch mark there Mm -hmm. or a little bit less weight or i wasn't so curvy in that spot and we're so hypercritical of ourselves and we let our our brains get in the way we let our our self-conscious and that's what you teach in your class Mm -hmm. is confidence is a huge part. I looked at, I screenshotted your little pathway of what you go through on your nine week course. And building confidence was a big part of it. Yes. That's a huge huge. part. It's a huge part. Mm -hmm. And that confidence can be like the number one thing that makes you stand out in a crowd. Like for me, that's what I'm attracted to is confidence. It doesn't matter what their skin color is or what they have between their legs. If they're confident in who they am, who they are and they're confident in their body, I'm attracted to that. Yeah. And, and that's huge. I, I love that you focus on that as, as one of your key points when, they're, when somebody's going through, because you have a nine-week online course too, correct? Yes, I have a group program that will become like self-directed this okay. year. Oh, yeah, wow. but it's called Journey to Radiance. And really what it's about is that we are um, 
we're trying to be confident and radiant from like the outside in, mm -hmm. and that's not actually the way that it works. No, you got to be confident on the inside and mm -hmm. express it outward. And that's where radiance comes from. Mm -hmm. That's where we ooze our special sauce from, you know? <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I'm going to use that one. She got to throw gas up. She sauce. got to do that. I, 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 dripping. <laughs> right? <laughs> My word of the year is juicy, so I'm all about Ooh. this kind of stuff. <laughs> that's her nickname. That's my nickname. <laughs> juicy. <laughs> Of course, that's oh why we're God. having this conversation right, right now. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So walk us through what what somebody would learn in your nine-week course then. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it starts with what we were just talking about, which is about learning where you have patterns, where you're operating from patterns mm -hmm. or stories that aren't your story. Like, basically, all of us were told things about ourselves that aren't true, but at some point we decided to believe them, and now we validate them. With oh, everything wow. that we go through. So it's actually looking at those is mainly the first phase. And then we talk about setting boundaries, actually like learning who the heck we are and what it is that we care about and what's important to us. And then like setting those boundaries because so many of us don't even have boundaries. Right. Mm -hmm. Or we don't hold them if we do. And then there's this whole component of actually feeling worthy and deserving of what you desire, which is a really big part of this. So many people conceptually know they want something and they can't create it and it's huh. because they have this little story running in the background saying i'm not good enough mm -hmm. i'm not worthy i'm not deserving so it's helping to clear those blocks and then actually working with identities to move into your radiance like who do you want to be do you want to be like for me i'm this is the year of the empress i'm like oh i'm an empress now <laughs> you are you you went for priestess to empress now <laughs> <laughs> there's queen in there too ah. <laughs> She, and I'm she all, of them. all the boxes. All, yes. all of them. All of them. Empress just felt like it was like the everything's under that umbrella. Hell yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So people really walk away feeling like, and for right now, that's a women's course, but they walk away feeling, and, and people have said, my friends are like, oh my God, you look different by the end of this program because they're actually clearing all that stuff and oh, able wow. to ooze the mm -hmm. radiance. Oh, <laughs> dripping. <laughs> Special sauce everywhere. <laughs> so you have a huge um, event coming up in Costa Rica this year. You yeah. want to tell us oh about my gosh. What, what that is? Yeah, so it's been two years in the making. I was supposed to leave the week after everything shut down oh. during COVID. So I've been waiting very patiently. So oh to my God. It. It literally, it is two years, right? Two years. Well, three, well, three. you know, cause you signed yeah. the contract and the yeah. market and then yeah. <laughs> all but, the things. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's April 2nd through 9th. And that is actually in Nosara, Costa Rica. And it really started as a yoga and healing retreat. So, but it's going to have more of the somatic work now that I've been talking about and breath work and, there will be connection and I, I'm going to introduce some of these tantric philosophies and principles to everyone that's there and just make it this grounded retreat in juiciness. I know it sounds amazing. There's yoga and vegan food is included in oh, three man. meals a day. It sounds like it's very, it's a very cleansing yeah. um, and healing. It's definitely going to be healing for sure.
I'm relaxing. Yes. And relaxing. <laughs> no, no six o'clock yoga? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. And actually, my friend is coming up every day to teach. He's He actually used to own a bunch of studios here, Patrick Harrington. Oh, yes. Okay. I see him yeah. on your website. Yeah. And he's one of my mentors and friend. And I used to love his class when he was here. And so I feel very lucky to have his presence on the retreat, but then also to take his yoga. And the yoga is going to be at like nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, no, six o'clock. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you, you go. See the sunrise first yeah right <laughs> oh god especially in costa rica i know oh my god i know such yeah. a beautiful setting I know. and you should see i didn't show you pictures but it's like in the trees like yeah. you're in an open yeah um, don't show me that because it makes me want to go i don't there. i don't want to call it a cabana but it's like an open they call it a shala but it's okay. the it's the yoga studio is actually up above the jungle canopy yeah. and it overlooks the ocean so yeah. sunsets every night from the yoga oh shala. my god yeah it, it looks in, in really nice such a gorgeous place it looks oh really really nice um, are we going <laughs> <laughs> So is it for couples, individuals, men and women? How does that All work? the things. All the things. Yeah. So part of when initially it was going to be over the equinox, the spring equinox, which mm. is still very close to, which is all about balance. Okay. And so one of the things that I do a lot of work with as well is the masculine and the feminine. And so actually balancing those qualities. So yes, I would like some more men on this retreat to help balance that container for sure. Okay. Oh, I love it. Or masculine energy, because that doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a male body. Right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. We know. Yeah, I feel like, like that. when I was working um, full time and out of the house, I ran my own insurance agency, and so for several years I was outside of the. You know, he was the stay at home. He was a kept man. <laughs> I feel like I held a lot more masculine energy, and yeah. also just because of the field I was in, I was mm -hmm. in insurance, which was primarily you know fifty year old white guys that were all my colleagues, 50 yeah. year old plus white guys that were all my colleagues. And so you felt like you had to hold that energy to, to be amongst the men and, and to play in the same field. And so, um, now I feel like just living at home with six men, <laughs> cause I have, we have five teenage boys. I'm surrounded by so much masculine energy that uh, my one break, all I want is like, let me go find my girlfriend or Drew <laughs> and let me be around a little bit of feminine energy for some time yeah. because I, you know, I need a break from that. I need that, you know, um, having six men in the house is a lot of testosterone. Absolutely. Let me tell you, it's a lot of, of not getting my way for sure. <laughs> well, there is a different energy, you know, right. we all fall in a very different place on that scale. I, in my marriage, I was a lot more masculine. And I think really? women in this culture tend to be more masculine. That's actually how we're like conditioned through society. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say in this culture, are you meaning in the United States? Uh, yes, okay. for sure. But I'm sure there's other cultures as mm -hmm. well. But really, you know, like you were talking about in the corporate world, like yes. very masculine structure. Mm -hmm. We actually all have both polarities with inside of us. Mm -hmm. And we need to be working with both of them. That's right. Um, I'm a so, Gemini, so I'm like, oh, yeah. You, so. you definitely know. Yeah. 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 For me, like what I realized when I got out of my marriage is that actually I was exhausted all the time because that's not my natural set point. I'm like an eight on the feminine scale. I have a hard time creating a container, actually. I'm like, can we just dance and flow and play like all day long? Yes. <laughs> and I like to think of it as the men or the masculine or the banks of the river. And then the feminine is the river itself that gets to flow. So we okay. do have to find that balance. And I'm constantly trying to always find it within myself. I'm like, how can I create my container so I can flow in it? You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. And so you help people find that through the retreat as well. 
Yes. Connect with both sides. Yes. And I think that's important. I think, um, honestly, because he connects so well with both sides of himself, um, people in the lifestyle frequently think that he's bisexual. (laughs) Yes, it's true. It's very true. And that's not the case. He's so secure in who he is that Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother him at all because he gets hit on by just as many men as women, I would say. Um, Not only at lifestyle events, but just in the general. general. (laughs) In general. In general in the world. And so he's, he, He's embraced it so much, and that actually helped me learn that. Yeah. Um, because he never apologizes for who he is, and he's never upset that somebody thinks that he's bi or is hitting on him. Like, you know, he'll I'm I'm flattered, but not interested. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> but at least I'm getting hit on. Right. right? <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. And so I think um, for definitely for men finding that feminine side. Drew doesn't have a problem with it, and I do. No, I, I, I'm, uh, nope. yeah, I'm totally. I'm between me and my wife. I'm the wife. Yes, he's the yeah. wife. Yeah, and, and Trish, <laughs> he comes to Trish girls' nights. Definitely, and Trish would rather just be, you know, at home doing her own thing. And yeah. like, it's so funny though, because he he's so secure with himself again, and they both know who they are as people. Yeah, but they don't get you know upset when I'm like, hey, Drew, I need. I need a girlfriend. I need a girlfriend to vent to. You have a minute? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's beautiful to, to be able to integrate those two for sure. Yeah, and, and not very many men can do that. Right, but in relationship, that's important. So it makes sense to me that your wife would be more masculine mm-hmm. because the opposites attract. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know some women who are very masculine and instead of just owning that they are, they're like, I, you know, they're trying to be more feminine and then they attract these masculine men and it implodes because actually what they need is a more feminine partner. Yeah. Right. They're just button so, heads. Yeah. So mm-hmm. once you understand that, you can find your right match in that way as well. And we all find it at different times. I would say right now in 2022, Trish is how old? She is 32, 32 now. And I'd say in the last two years, so in her 30s, Mm -hmm. we've watched her go through this huge Huge. transformation. Of herself. Of herself. And And we love it. We fucking love it. We do because we've watched her grow and she's so comfortable in who she is right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny because she connects with music a lot and she has this playlist. Yes. And this whole year she's been like, I've been listening to this playlist and it's all about breakup. Does it mean that... I'm going to split from for me. She's like, I'm so scared about this. And then the other day she finally goes, I think I finally figured out what the theme of the whole thing is. And I was like, well, she's like, I'm not so much breaking up with a relationship. I'm breaking up with a part of myself that I don't feel anymore. Love that so much. Right. Yes. Right. And so to see this, you know, and we're always around each other and it's like, oh, yeah. And it kills me because I, from the day that I met Trish, I knew that she had you know, very masculine energy. We always joke around that she's a gay man in a woman's body. Mm-hmm. And then I would seen her go into the burlesque realm and there she was really trying uh, to get in touch with her femininity. Yeah. And she's wearing, you know, the kitty costumes and she's got her um, bustiers and her halters and her little tutus. And she didn't look comfortable. She didn't look like she was being who she was. It's not her authentic style. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah. we still loved her and and he yeah. would um, MC the shows and so we were there and we were, you know, helping and or, you know, supporting. And then she's like, you know, I don't think this is for me anymore and she got out of it 
And this is where that transformations come. And she's now so accepting of who she is and she just knows who she yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yep. She floats that androgynous line. Right. Right there. That's perfect. And, and she loves it. And she does. We, we love it too. God, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and so it's, I think it's important for people to understand that that's not something that she was no that she knew as a teenager no or knew you no. know growing up that's something that she had to grow into mm-hmm. well and it's it's also maybe not breaking up but integrating the parts of yourself because yeah. going back to along the way we've been told things were right or wrong and mm-hmm. depending on our personality you're mm-hmm. like yeah right yep. mm-hmm. right <laughs> we, we have these lost pieces of ourselves that are like <clears throat> still trying to run a program in the background and it's because we've been told they're not okay so we stuff them down and we hide them and so really that is the whole point of growth and like you were saying shadow work and everything is to like integrate all those pieces and be like this is a part of me i mm-hmm. welcome it and then actually become this full person and be like this is who i am like i I simultaneously was told I was too much and not enough for my whole <laughs> life, which I think a lot of people have had. Yeah. And at some point, I was like, you know what? I'd rather be too much than not enough. Thank like, you. All of me Thank is welcome. You. <laughs> you know, take it or leave it. But this is who I am. Mm-hmm. So I celebrate think, your wife. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think we get accused of that con- consistently because yeah. we're both very loud personalities and very you know we each hold our own space individually like we we have a rock solid relationship and yeah. and i'm very proud of what we've built together Hell but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but individually too mm-hmm. we can hold our own and we yeah. know who we are and we have our own opinions and we have our own personality and sometimes even in when I first met him, I remember distinctly one of the very first nights that we had gone out. It was Halloween, hmm. and we're at a cl- we're at the are Electric Cowboy. God, I feel like people are gonna be like, "Damn, that's old." <laughs> <laughs> we're at the Electric Cowboy, and it's Halloween, and I'm sitting around this this stage, and they're having like a dance contest for the you know they're announcing the Halloween winners, the costume winners, and these these winners are trying to get votes from the crowd. And so they're out there dancing. And one of them happens to be his what, cousin. What? Yeah. <laughs> and so he's standing on the back of my chair behind me on this bar stool. And he's just hollering and screaming. And and just, you know, most men wouldn't holler and scream like that for another male that was dancing. <laughs> and so I was Love like, it. man, he's yeah. so like... He just doesn't give a fuck. He just is so secure with himself and just gonna, this is who I am and doesn't try to hide it. And it's one of the main things that attracted to me, right? Me to him right away is because he was so secure within himself. Oh, I love it. That, that was the first night she seen me get hit on by another guy. Yes, he was all, was. dude, what's going on? I'm all, dude, can you not see? I'm like, <laughs> right here with her? All like, just because I'm hollering at that guy. It's all right. Stripping on the, on the, on on the floor. floor. It's, just that, me. it's okay. Um, that that floats yeah. the boat. I love it. Yeah. I had that happen at a salsa club. I was watching this. This woman was dancing, and I mean just watching her. I had, like, so much compersion. I was like, oh, I can feel the music the way she's feeling it. She looked at me like, what? Are you going to, like, she would start to puff up, like, fight me? You know, and I was like, I am just in so much joy watching you. We ended up dancing together. I was like, <laughs> so it's that, like, compersion for, like, seeing people, like, in their pleasure honestly yes. what i was watching yes i was just like oh i can feel it through you so amazing right. yeah. that conversion is so it's in the lifestyle on so many levels too because we run into men who have their nails painted or that wear skirts mm-hmm. or you know that 
they're just okay. They're just so okay with being who they want to be and they don't have any apologies for it. And they come into the lifestyle because it's a community where they're accepted. Yeah. And now, and you know, other people aren't going to go, Oh, that guy over there. What the what fuck's up with that guy? Right. That, that makes and, me so happy to see that. <laughs> right. And I'll tell him too. I can love your nails. Yeah, love it, love it. Be yourself. Right. Like, don't get. You know, the world would be better God. if we could all just be ourselves. Right. right. And if we all had more compersion. Yes. For right. one another, because just because it's not something that you know. I'm probably um, never see Kenji in a skirt unless it's Halloween. <laughs> we did uh, <laughs> the Tiger Queen. What did we do? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. you, yeah. We did, I, was, um, I was the tiger. He was the sexy tiger, <laughs> and I was the Tiger King. Nice. <laughs> It was hilarious. So if it's Halloween or something like that, I'm sure I could get Mr. Fullwood to put on a wig and a skirt. But for the most part, that's not his everyday thing. But I yeah. love how this is his everyday thing and he doesn't get judged for it. Yeah. Or, you know, if a skirt or a kilt or nail polish or makeup, whatever it is, is your thing, you should feel comfortable to do that and put yourself out there in the world without being judged. I know. Totally. And feel good about it. Yes. <laughs> I was full on dancing in my ski boots yesterday outside. Yes. yes. Like full on like in running man. And <laughs> no, I had on my full gear, but I mean, there's so many people watching. The person I was with, I'm like, are you embarrassed yet? They're like, no. Didn't love those. Right. It's the giving of zero fucks. That's what right. I always say. As it should be with yes. everyone. God. And God. that's hard. I think when you're younger, um, the yeah. zero fucks thing gets easier easier and easier as time goes on yeah. the older that you get you yeah. start to realize like i'm never gonna see that person that has a problem with what you know with my the way my boobs are hanging out right now so yeah. who cares move on and yes. <laughs> go about your day and i will too yeah <laughs> so i think that we um it's one thing that i wish that the younger people could take on because our kids are the exact opposite there's so much clout chasing going on in the world right now and with mm -hmm. you know the younger generation and teenagers and they're so concerned about what everybody else thinks yes but and, that's every teenager yeah. right anytime and, yep. and that's what you i'm know. saying it's hard as parents we're trying to teach them like you shouldn't care like you do you and what makes you happy and as long as you're not hurting anybody else it shouldn't matter you know? yeah yeah we, we have one son out of all five who does the exact, like, what we preach, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. And he's the weird one. He of is. course, he's the middle one. He is. You know? But he Blushing. does everything. Yeah. But yeah. he does everything that we preach. We're just like, dude, you're so weird. And you're so... <laughs> but but we're all weird, you we know? Are. And that's what we need to do. We're all weird, weird in our own wonderful. in our own w wonderful way, yeah. you know? So just be you. And he's just like, yep, gotcha. Mm -hmm. He is. <laughs> yeah. But then the other four, they're like, oh... Oh, I gotta get this hoodie because my or, friends like or, that, or yeah. I gotta, gotta be, be in this new style, or right. whatever you know. And, listen yes. to this music, or whatever you know, because our friends are doing it. Right. He's just like, what yeah. is that? I don't even like that. So I, parents, I like this. I would say it's one of the hardest things to teach. I agree. Is is autonomy? Mm -hmm. And not a, giving a fuck. Not giving a fuck. And yeah. he's, he's mm. if anybody's a good teacher, <laughs> yeah, I got one right here. Absolutely. Um, and so I think, yeah, I just think the world would be better. It would be more, less judgmental and more loving. And overall, if we just didn't give a fuck what anybody else thought. It, ta it takes time. I was on another podcast and we were talking about that because that's one of my favorite sayings. And where, really where I landed is when you start giving a fuck about yourself, you stop giving a fuck about what other people think. And you attract God the people it. who give I a fuck that. about yeah. you to you. God damn it, Aaron! You said three fucking things today that we're going to take from you. Jesus I Christ, I love you. I, you know, and I've struggled with that yeah. even recently. So um, it's funny because we decided that we were going to go down this route and do the podcast. And so, of course, we told 
my dad and his wife. Um, we told my parents, and because we wanted them to find mm. out from us that we were in the lifestyle, you know, and that we were doing this, and not find out, you know, when they randomly turn on our YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so we had this conversation with them, and it didn't go it didn't go horribly, but it didn't go as well as I had hoped. And now we're moving into a phase where I don't really have a great com- um, bond with them anymore. We mm-hmm. don't really. We just, it's not a connection in my life that I've chosen to keep that I felt was healthy for me at that time. Yeah. And so I've let it go, but I still will have these times where I'm like, oh man, I can't tell them what we're doing right now. Cause what are they going to think? Yeah. And finally uh, yesterday, the, he other goes, day. the other day, I'm like, oh man, we're running around and we're looking for mattresses for a new sex club. And they call me and they're like, we're ne- we need your help. And I'm like, don't you know, I'm like in the middle of planning a sex club here. I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 doesn't, she doesn't say that. She, yeah, she hangs up and says it afterwards. And I'm just yes. like, would you just fucking tell her that like, you know, we're like beginning our descent into hell. We're speeding, just a little, we're just speeding up a little bit fucking faster, <laughs> you know. Yeah, please, please. And just own who you are because I am so still stressed about it. And I don't even have a relationship with them anymore. But I'm still stressed about what they're going to think about what I'm spending my time doing. Which is so funny, Aaron, because so we tell them, right? And this is one of them has been, you know, remarried four times. The Mm -hmm. other one remarried five times. Yep. And they have nine marriages between the two. and, and, And the first thing they could say out of their mouth when we tell them is, well, I just hope that I can see you in heaven when I die. Really? I think that they forgot really? that that um, consensual non-monogamy is no worse than adultery, which they've, you know, dabbled in and, and definitely um, been uh, part of part of for many, you know, yeah. you know, which is the demise of some of their marriages. And I've just got to stop giving a fuck. You know, judgment most of the time starts with self-judgment. Agreed. You yes. Know? So that's a big part of it. And that's also that like programming that's just been received yes Mm -hmm. so i mean really yeah i mean i know like even now my mom will say sometimes something about someone being divorced and i can hear it in her voice like divorced do you know what i mean like (laughs) even though she sees like how much happier i am you know or my dad's like i can't believe you're teaching tantra i know what that is (laughs) really tantra (laughs) Even, even though even though they see you in this is probably like the best place you've ever been Right. You know, I'm completely well. And I think they're like, we don't get you. We never have. We don't actually even know where you came from. We're pretty sure we found you in the cabbage patch. Oh, God. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Which might be. That's just I think the case with parents and children. Right. Like we can be. I yeah. think as children, you try so hard to not be like your parents because you want to be cool and you want right. to, you know, I'm not. No, that's weird. You're old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think we try, we put ourselves out there so much that we end up being the opposite of our parents a lot of times. So we can, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like For I'm, sure. I'm right now looking like what's going to happen with my two kids because my ex-husband and I are complete opposites. So I cannot wait to see what happens here. Will oh my gosh. Will Will one go one direction one will go the other like what well, are they gonna take on both of your you know right. and like, it's so different oh right. gosh oh Absolutely. my gosh and, and I, you have two you said right two yeah what are their ages nine and twelve oh yeah yeah oh yeah so you're still like yeah oh, oh wow and yeah that's cool over time i've i've realized that no matter what they choose as long as it's not hurting them or somebody else again i'm gonna support it well they're on their path they have right. their own karma yes. that they're right. dealing with yes so they have to 
you know, it, nothing we can do can actually like change nope. their path. And I do believe that parent-child, like the soul contract is probably about learning a lot from one another. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I know <laughs> I'm messing you up in a different way than I got messed up. <laughs> right. And I have resources for you when you realize it. Oh my know? God. <laughs> oh my God. You are, you spoke the truth right there. Yeah, oh my gosh. It's hard to know what to do. Yeah. We just knew that we wanted to do it different. Um, my yeah. parents were in the lifestyle. My other parents were in the lifestyle and I didn't, I didn't get the explanation. I didn't understand it. I didn't, I never got told, you know, you can love more than one person or I have feelings for him or it's not like for me, it was just the horrible boyfriend that I couldn't stand that was living in our house and ruining my life. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have tried so hard with our kids to educate them in a different way and to let them know that even if they decide that marriage for 50 years is the route that they want to go and they want to find that one person and that's okay. We're okay with that. Yeah. If you want to be, I think a lot of people think we hate monogamy and no. it's not the case at all. No. no, just me. I just, no. <laughs> I, we, I just want to give our kids alternatives and, and have them yes. and, and be like, you know what? This is not so rigid. Life is not so rigid. It is not supposed to be like this. You are not supposed to like, you know, find your partner, nine to five job, right. 50 years, mm -hmm. you fucking retire. No, like yes. you, like everybody's different. Unless Everyone's different. Unless do. that's what you want to do. And that's the life that you have decided that you want to create for yourself. Mm -hmm. yep. That's fine. And I think. Drew's funny because he's like, <laughs> he hates monogamy, but he doesn't really. Because he'd be perfectly fine if if we have brought, you know, people on the show that are monogamous and that's what they want to do. And we've learned that even though it doesn't fit our lifestyles, we're accepting of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you have to be. the key. Right. You that know? is the key. Like, just accept, you know, why does it matter? Why do we care so much what other people are doing? Why can't right. we just all stay in our own lane? Behind right. closed doors or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, dude, whatever you want to do, do. Right. You know, I'm not going to judge you for that. Yeah. But it all goes back to what you're doing. If you don't love yourself, yeah. you can't love anybody else. Or the planet or anything. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So in February, you have a couple of... Tell us what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So February 13th is. That's my birthday. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Yeah. It's self-love day. Oh. Did you know that? That's why you were born on that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Juicy. <laughs> yep. Oh, self-love day is it's... my birthday. Oh, well, I know what I'm doing on my birthday. Sleeping. <laughs> Sleeping I do every day. <laughs> Oh, so every day's your birthday. Every day's your birthday. Every day's self-love day. I think so. It really is. And yeah. you know, it is. Yes, it is. Let me tell you, Aaron. A side note: I I was in a bad car accident um a couple of years ago, yeah. and that's what taught me self-love. I went right from you know working just working my ass off. I would work twenty hour Stupid days, days, six days a week, seven days a week. You know, and for a good six months out of the year, I was mm. just pounding pavement every day. Yeah. And so it got to the point where that takes a toll on you physically and mentally. And I realized that I require a lot of self-love <laughs> and not just, right? not, not just not, the self-love that self -love. he refers to, right. but it's All everything right. from cryo to uh, setting my boundaries, to exercising, to eating right. Balance. Um, my it's diet. Balance. Yes. Um, but doing those things like, you know, whether it's a massage or a, um, a body scrub or something like that like that self-love i i feed off of it now and if yeah. i don't have it i really feel i can feel it yeah it, i it, i can feel it in my mental health i can feel it you know in my physical health and it's something that's that i stress every day and uh honestly 
whether I'm talking to my vanilla friends or my lifestyle friends, it's the same thing. Like you have to take care of yourself. Otherwise you're not going to be a good parent. You're not going to be a good wife. You're not going to be, you know, a a good good person person in general, if you're not healthy. Yeah. And so self-love day falling on my birthday couldn't be more <laughs> of like like that that was meant to be yeah yeah that's so perfect it usually is. there usually is some sort of catalyst that makes somebody like catapult onto their journey so yeah that mm-hmm. makes total sense to me and then yeah i've stopped in the middle of workshops before when i've heard someone say i feel just so selfish for taking this time for myself to do this thing and i'm like this is the most selfless thing that you can possibly do mm-hmm. i mean it is so important to fill ourselves up because we can't go from a place of overflow or underflow, empty. You know, we always have to come from a place of overflow. Otherwise we're like reaching again, goes back to like trying to get our needs met from outside of ourselves when a lot of the times it's us that need, we're the ones we've been looking for. Yeah, that's right. Overused quote, but yes. That's right. (laughs) We're the ones we've been looking for. Mm -hmm. I love that. That should be the title of the show, Drew. We're the ones we're looking for? Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Approved. So so February 13th, (laughs) self-love day. Yes. Running a workshop? Yeah, two different workshops. So there's going to be one at 10 a.m. That's for self-pleasure, Tantra for self-pleasure. So I'm going to guide a practice in group format, like I would a one-on-one session or like I do my other workshops, that's going to teach you some of the energetic and breathwork techniques of Tantra. Okay. Um, And self-intimacy, some self-connection. And this is on Zoom? It's on Zoom. Okay. Yeah, so you... I have someone, like I said, that's the person signed up from Australia. Yes. <laughs> so, which is great because we have listeners all around the world. And a lot of times when we're announcing events, they can't participate in them because they're local. And so yeah. I love that this is online and that they can participate no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Self-love everywhere. <laughs> and then that. You, you get self-love and you get and self-love you, and you get all self-love. All the self-love. <laughs> Everyone, everywhere. Um, and then that evening at five o'clock, I'm going to do one that's Tantra for partnership. So that will be. Um, deep connection and communication, which is so important for the lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, And then teaching a tantric practice as well that you can do together. And that's like perfect because the next day is Valentine's Day. Right. You just go right into the day. I know. It's so perfect. Yeah, I saw it. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. So where can, go ahead and face the camera and tell us where can they find you? How can they sign up for your workshops? And then um, also let them know about your Facebook group. Okay. So one question, can I give you some links as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay, and, great. And he'll plug it through our stuff. Okay, yeah, because since my website is under construction a little bit, I've got Eventbrite for those, so I'll send those over. Perfect. Okay. Um, but my website is erinberrybliss.com. Um, so you can find me out there and you can actually sign up every week. I do a newsletter on like just juicy pleasure tips. <laughs> no, okay. Juicy pleasure tips. I'm sometimes. signing up today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Please do. And then um, I've got a group on Facebook that's for women called Pleasure Seekers. It's got okay. like a little peachy. There's two of them. So it's got the peachy with the hearts is, is mine. Um, and then on Instagram, Pleasure Priestess 111 is my handle. Okay. 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 Wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you guys know what to do. Go check her out. And self-pleasure. Self-pleasure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More self-pleasure and then check her out or check her out and then self-pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> order you want to do it in. <laughs> we don't judge here. No, nope. nope, not at all. Um, no, but definitely go check out her website and make sure that you guys do use this as a time. I think February, Valentine's Day, use this as a time to get connected with yourself and love yourself because that's the only way that you can be a good partner is that when you're in a good headspace 
Otherwise, you're no good to anybody. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So check out Erin. And of course, if you want more of her information, hopefully, or more from her, well, hopefully we'll have a couch confessional. But if not, definitely check out her Fafa. Cool. And then check us out on Spotify. Download and listen today or go over to YouTube and mm-hmm. hit that little bell. And then every time we announce, we release a new episode, you'll be able to know first. Oh, yeah. Bunker, I heart, whatever. You got it. Mm-hmm. Bye, Ishes. <laughs>